we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because I had nothing better to do with my... Well, I was going to say nights, but it's morning, even though it's dark as shit outside. This is about the point in the day where I call it oh dark stupid in the morning. I thought you were going to say retirement check. I don't. I'm you. Okay. I'm not that old yet. I don't care what the color of my beard says, which, by the way, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to keep it the full beard yet. I don't know. I'm still kind of debating it at all. Oh, yeah. The whole intro. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Triple pretty much everywhere. You can find me under that name. That's S-H-U-J-I-N. Hi. Oh, God, it's going to be it's going to be a night because it's been a it's been a hell of a week. And the uh, hell of a month it's going to be from the Midwest, the U.S. Bridget, good evening. Evening. Off to the right side of North American coastline, Unrenote Tech. Hi. Hello. And over the water to Paris, France, Joseph. Good morning. Good morning. Good, good morning. <laughs> I'm sorry. You hit that. You hit that button again, didn't you? I, I was panicking because I couldn't find the panic button. And uh, he was trying to avoid falling space junk. Yeah, there is that. There's that. So, yeah. Thank you for being with us, everybody. Yes, we are still out of order. Yeah, we are still waiting to find out where that uh, where that Chinese rocket booster is going to be coming down Uh, for what it's worth. As I recall, it is orbiting between roughly 41 north and south latitudes. So two out of three says it's going to land in the water. That one third you have to worry about. Yeah, and I have seen tweets that have said uh, that have been directed at the Chinese rocket agency that have said Mar-a-Lago is really beautiful this time of year. You should drop in and visit. <laughs> you, you know, I, I don't. I can't blame the people for that one. Yeah, because I mean, think about it: golf resort or housing for the homeless. I mean, yeah. you know, you knock it down pretty quick. We, it just gets just and not have to worry about all those zoning laws doing during the process makes for building the new place that much easier. Yeah, there is that. And really quickly for anybody that's been wondering, well, why don't they just blow it the hell up? You need to look up Kessler syndrome. It's not pretty. In any case, Thank you all for being with us tonight. Of course, as always, if you join us live as we're uh, as we're recording, you can be part of the live chat, which is over there on my screen for you, which means Stephanie. Good morning. Hi. Um, so there's a couple of things that uh, are uh, in in my head. Now I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to talk about a couple of them, of course, as we go along. We are down to two beers this week. Two. The first is the Red Reisdorf Kolsch. And the other is the Blue... Oh, God, what the hell was it called? Uh, Schwarzbier. Well, to take a line from the Red versus Blue Machinima, <laughs> uh, courtesy of uh, Rooster Teeth Productions, 
Hey, Red, you suck blue rules! So my vote's for blue. <laughs> Just because it's blue. You know what? <laughs> you know what? That's I'll go with that. Because for those of you that are super uber nerds who'll get this one, I can always see blue and it's coming at me. <laughs> why why am I uh, why am I getting away with that one? Because amongst all the other things that I was ripping uh this week to put into my uh, uh to put into my server, the old original cosmos. And you know wanna know why? Because my grandpa's in it. Yeah, the fishing one, right? Yep. Yeah, you've said that on this show before. Yeah. And this was the first time where, uh, by the way, ah, gotta love that sound, right? Um, I had always been told that where I was born, where we lived when I was born, was, quote unquote, the bottom of bed sty. And for whatever reason, I went looking up to find out where did Carl Sagan live when he was in uh, Bensonhurst. It turns out he was only, he would have been about two miles, you know, uh, maybe, you know, maybe two kilometers, uh, I, I should say, uh, maybe two kilometers a mile or so away from where I lived after I was born in Brooklyn. And I was looking at the neighborhoods. Okay, there's Bensonhurst. That's not Benson, uh, that, that's not Bed-Stuy where we were. That was the Bath Beach area. Bed-Stuy was quite a bit north by comparison. So I don't know who it was that told me that, that I had always thought, oh, the bottom of Bed-Stuy. Uh, no. So yeah, now I gotta, now I gotta keep that in my head. Joy. So the, uh, the blue stuff. Oh, this is much darker than I was anticipating. This is like Coca-Cola dark. Huh. I don't know how to feel about this one now. Is that the Swatsbier? Hi. Yeah. Yeah. Genesee specialty. Schwarzbier. Okay. Yeah, well, I finally have an answer. I've been asking the question for, what, three weeks now? Yeah. Is yeah, that's... Dark? Well, it... It was when I opened it, and it was before I opened it, apparently. So, okay, that's... And after you opened it? After I opened it, um, the cat died. Okay. I guess, I don't know. And, and in your belly, is it still dark? It's, um... Outside of a dog... A book is man's best friend. Inside of a dog, it's too dark to read. That's why you have the dog swallow a flashlight. That's that's the that's the great Groucho Marx, by the way. Mm -hmm. Okay, who just put a giant wall of text over there? Who did that? That would be me. Rocket girl. I'm okay. Everybody what else. We need if we need a separate feed that shows all the stuff that Bridget 
outputs in the host chat, but into the feed of YouTube? No. No, we don't. No, we don't. Because <laughs> no, some days it's just like scrolling nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving an update on the rocket situation. Okay. And a warning that China really ought to cut that shit out. Well, yeah, kind of. Uh, and by the way, as far as, as far as this beer is concerned, I'm sorry, they got a record of hitting houses and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, so is Mythbusters, but collateral damage. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is um, it's beer. This is the greater glory of the people. Our Ooh. insurance company won't let us do that. So we're doing this instead, <laughs> which is three times off. more dangerous. Wow, this is weird. This beer has got a really bitter um, aftertaste. And I don't mean bitter as in, like, uh, what you would typically think of as, you know, quote-unquote, a bitter drink. Uh, no, this is... this is Makes your, you pucker. Your, your grandmother's humor? No, this is... This not is not tasty. enjoyable. No. No, I don't... Well, I don't hmm. Maybe the red's better. Well, uh, find out later. But don't yeah, forget, there are plenty of people out there that really like bitter things. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. The look on your it's face says, no, this is not working for you. <laughs> Probably not. That's one of those beers mm-hmm. that when, you know, pre-COVID, when you're out with your buddies and you go, oh, God, this is horrible. Here, try this. And it makes its way all around the table and everybody's going, oh, God, this is horrible. And then you got that one weirdo at the table like me who'll go... You know, it's not bad. And everybody just kind of looks at me and it's like, really? Really, Tech? Yeah. yeah, but don't forget, I'm also the same guy that goes up to the bartender and says, yeah, could you make me a grasshopper? And they look at you and they give you that Victor Victrola look with their, with their head. And I, I, uh, I think I remember how to make that. I think. I'll morse your table when it's ready. So, do you know what butterscotch snops and Bailey's is called when mixed together? A frou-frou drink. Well, it's called a buttery nipple. Okay. Um, it tastes very good, though. It's a good-tasting drink. It is sweet. Uh, it's um, creamy. It's got the caramel and all that other fun stuff in it. And I happen to like it. So, um, there's supposedly another name for it. I don't know what it is. At this point in my life, I don't care. But um, in my mid twenties, we went to this. I, I went to this bar just because um, working the sound and you know show up support all that. It was in an area of, of, of that I didn't normally go into or associate with, but you know I was with friends, so whatever. Everybody was doing like Jägermeister and other stuff that I just didn't like. And I just walked up to the bar and was like, you know, I really need something to get this taste out of my mouth. And the bartender looked at me and was like, what do you want? And I said, I'd like a buttery nipple. And the woman behind the bar gave me the dirtiest look I have ever received from a woman. And I said, the drink. And she goes, oh, I know what you meant. I was like, okay, is there, if you don't have the ingredients, I'll order something else. She goes, no, I have it. And she may, I, to this day, I still don't know why I got such a dirty look. Yeah, I have, I have no but, idea why you would either. That's yeah, kind of weird. I mean, you'd think I'd walk in there and order a Cosmo or some shit. 
Yeah, I'm more of a kamikaze person, but that's just me. No, not a kamikaze. I'll drink those. Those are good too. But yeah, I mean a I Cosmo. Like <clears throat> I don't want Cosmopolitan. Maybe you should have asked for a buttery gay nipple. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was on the right coast of the country, not the left coast, so I don't I don't that's a that's a little bit more niche. Um Yeah, you know what? Never mind. I'll just I'll just never mind. Uh, we don't have any time for this uh you know bougie stuff on this show. Thank you and good night. Perfect. <laughs> bougie. Yeah. Bougie? You what can't use words like that with me. I don't know what they mean. Well, it means candle in French. Dude, it was a joke. <laughs> it has a short form of bourgeois. <laughs> Bourgeoisie. Ah, <laughs> uh, bourgeois. Uh, je n'ai pas de temps pour ce genre de And there he goes. And Got him started. Give him a bitter beer to drink. <laughs> I'd be more than happy to launch this his way. <laughs> you know, if the Chinese uh, rocket booster is dead, we could just attach that beer to it and get it back up into orbit. No. I give it to Elon Musk. He can send it to Mars. <laughs> no. They'd start a war with us. No. Elon no. Musk would probably use that as a trash can. Let's hope not. You should have sent the car to Mars instead of just launching it into space. Dude, damn near did. Remember, they originally, uh, the, the, the burn that they did ran too long. So it's actually out beyond Mars orbit. So, you know, yeah. the hardest part is getting away from Earth. Once you're out there, you know, that's true. You have options. That's true. And anybody no, doesn't hopefully. go ahead. Anybody that doesn't understand about this, buy yourself a copy of Kerbal Space Program. You will find out. I'm just hoping he left the top down, you know, because you get clear skies out there. Uh yes, as a matter of fact. <laughs> That's great. Yep. Pult uh, the upholstery is gonna be shot. Amongst other things. I think that was a big uh, what the fuck uh, joke for aliens. Well, maybe. Is Meanwhile, thousands of years later, it or, or tens of thousands of years later, it arrives on a primitive planet, and they learn what the combustion engine is for the first time. Uh, no, <laughs> no, because that was a Tesla. Batteries, or sorry, electric engine. There you go. We accidentally uh, forced their f technology forward before they were ready. No, and, and didn't they put uh, so much for the, the prime directive in the in the driver's seat? They put a a dummy, no, in yep. the spacesuit. Yep, and nicknamed uh, Starman. It was you know, that would have uh, been a great episode of Star Trek. Well, if one of these days we get a uh, worthwhile quality Star Trek program, maybe they will. But uh, we'll deal with that later. What is that? I don't know. What's that round thing? Is the life form alive? No, it's dead. It's not life. As we know it. It's a dummy, sir. Yes, he is. But we keep him on the show because he's levity. Yeah, I'm talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's okay. Looking up information on uh, Reef Badawi's condition, I have no new news, although there was one kind of problematic tweet, but that's for later. With no new information at the moment, it has now been eight years, ten months, twenty days since Rafe was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our hopes and thoughts are still with you and your family. We're still waiting. In the meanwhile, let me go ahead and get you rolling over here with the uh, five-minute freestyle. So, with the five minutes on the clock, your five-minute freestyle starts right now. Companionship is not always what we think it is. Now, there are some people who are... um my brown coat folks who now that I mentioned that are probably like, that's wait, is that what they actually got the term from? You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it really much matters. Companions are not always what we think of them as, you know, we are social creatures. We are a social species. We want to be around other people. Even those of us that are, you know, introverted, those of us that don't want to be around other people, generally speaking, those of us that, you know, get a little overwhelmed, we still have companionship that we want to have. You know, we don't want to be alone. We don't want to feel alone. That's, that's a scary proposition. I'm one of those people that I don't have companionship. I don't have romantic companionship. I've got very little that I have as far as to companionship of any worthwhile meaning. I put myself out there with the stuff that I do digitally. You know, I hang around in Second Life. I've been DJing through that for the longest time. Got my kid who's currently off of college, coming back soon, which that's, you know, I'm proud of him. But May is a hard year. And no, I didn't screw that up. May extends for me to feel like it's a year. Later this month, it's the, and I don't like using the term anniversary, but that's the English term for it. It's the anniversary of the day that my wife died. It's going to be 16 years. You know, I end the show every week by saying that, you know, I'm still in love. And I don't show it very often, but every once in a while I do. I keep her ring. It has never left me since that night. It has always been with me. Every day. Morning, noon, and night. Is that a very strange form of companionship? Holding on to the ghost, figuratively speaking. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it's not necessarily healthy either. I don't know. All I know is that for me, it helps me to remember. And ultimately, that's one of the few things that we've got available to us, that we want to remember. We want to be with each other. We want to have someone that we can connect with. Be nice to be able to touch someone. 
be nice to be able to hug someone, to be held. Sometimes being the little spoon is nice. But I don't even know what that is anymore. I don't know what it's like to be a spoon anymore. Companionship is difficult. And it's even worse when we end up seeing these people who think, for whatever reason, they're entitled to it. You know, going with the old, not all men. Yeah, we know. We know. It's not all women either. It's not all clergy. It's not all people in authority. They're the ones that make it wrong on so many levels and makes it so difficult for something like this touch starvation to be treated as something worthwhile. I say it often enough, and I really, really, truly hope that people understand when I say it's okay to be lonely, but don't ever think that you're alone. I'm not just saying it for you. Say it for me, too. You're not alone. You're never alone. Episode 361 on the docket, Your Honor. M is for, well, yeah, I mean, the first thing that went through my head after I started to write that title was pop music, and, and really nobody needs that. Except those of us that actually remember how to do roller skating with, you know, two-by-two two roller skates, because, you know. Yeah. Because that was the way that we rolled. That was the way that we, um, what's the, what's the one that I'm looking for over here? <clears throat> reverse skate, reverse skate only now. You know, <laughs> there, there, there's some people who are old enough to know exactly what I just did over there. So I got my chance to use the microphone. Yay. Yay. Good times. Good times. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I remember good stuff. Yeah. Um, I used, uh, the, there was a place that we went to vacation in the summer that the owners had um, the Amish built a custom wooden skating rink. Ooh. And it was like Wow. It was like riding on glass. Oh, I'm not surprised. It was so smooth. And the key was, is that the owners had a very simple rule. If you used your roller skates or roller blades were just starting to make the rounds at the time. Wow, yeah. If you if you use your wheels outdoors in any way, shape, or form, you may not even bring them into the building. End Brilliant. of story. Brilliant. If you're wearing any of his rentals, you are not to leave the building with them on your feet or you will be banned the first time. I get because that. Because he sunk a god awful amount of money into the into the floor. And even after like um ten years later, it's still flat. It's still smooth. And I remember learning how to do, you know, skate backwards, skate, side, skate sideways, hop over people who have fallen down so I don't fall down, uh, all, you know, skate on one leg, get a running start on the tips of my toes, how to spin around backwards and flick to the tip of your toes and skid to a halt. 
and especially when they uh, got out there in the suicide mode and they blew the whistle every time. Mm. And see me, my, my big thing was I was so proud of myself that I learned how to uh, come around the, uh, come around the turns and be able to half cross my feet. Against oh yeah. I know other. what you're talking about. Yeah. The, the step over. Yeah. I, I felt so proud of myself learning how to do that and not fall over. Thank you much. Until the very first time it was in the reverse direction. And then you had to learn to cross the other foot over. Screw that. man. That's, that's where figure, you had. Sorry, go ahead. I did figure skating. So what can I say? Oh yeah. You showed us all. Up. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. I'll tell you what made it easy was once I learned how to put one foot, my left foot facing to my left and my right foot facing to my right so that the heels were facing each other, that made going around a turn really freaking easy, regardless of what direction I was going. That took me years, though, of falling down to get it right. The two things that come to my mind with that one right away are, one, ow, if you screwed no, up. No, not really. And, and if, if you screwed up, because one's going this way, the other one's going the other way, and that that's going to be a bad moment. Well, no, normally what would happen is the screw up would be as soon as you try to turn, if you didn't turn it just right, you'd whip in place and just crumple. Yeah. Yeah. That the floor itself was the hard part. Your legs didn't split out of control though. The mental image of the wishboning happening is, is the piece I was thinking of. The other one was, no, that doesn't happen. The other one was, you're making me imagine a schoolhouse rock figure eight. And really? Do you remember the the video for Figure Eight? No, I don't. Yes, I do. It was the I girl do. that was uh, that was uh, figure skating on the ice, and mm-hmm. she did figure eights in the ice. And what know. you're describing, uh, I, I'm pretty sure that was the same thing that she was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had to do those too. But I mean, I had I took lessons for three hours every Saturday, and we had to do all that, and that was tedious. Joy. So what's I mean, it's not the only thing we worked on, but yeah. Yeah, the skating rink was open on Saturday from noon to 10 o'clock at night because the area had uh, curfew. And then on Sundays, you could go in uh, from noon to five or six, depending on the DJ wanting to stay past five. Which makes perfect sense. So let's say we get rolling over here. And I don't see you all uh, look at the horrible scopes at the moment, which is I'm looking at it. That's I'm right here. The there it is. I've got I've got everybody uh, showing up on it. Google Docs is a wonderful thing. So, folks, it's time for your horrible scopes, and then we'll kind of roll on from there. So, for those of you that know what your astrological sign is, <sighs> you poor lost souls. For those of you that don't know. You should have bribed us, and we could have told you which one was a good one for this week. Spoilers, none of them are. Let me roll you. Aries, it's okay to treat some things. Let me try this again, take two. It's okay to treat some things in simple black and white terms. I can talk to that. I really can. For instance, yep, that's a panda. You can tell because it went from white belt directly to black belt, and sounds like Jack Black. Release your inner Sith this week. Horace, remember that color TV you still have from 1980? Instead of paying for it to be disposed of, 
maybe it can be sold to a retro gamer with an N64 and Atari 2600. Trinitron might be just another word for cha-ching. Gemini, there's a reason all your friends come to you with their problems. Because you're one, you're the one with the most revenge tactics. Consider setting up a Patreon account so you can help people for money in your spare time. There was actually a comedy movie like that. I don't know which one that was. Joseph! Oh, yeah, unmute button. There you go. Hmm, where are we? Cancer. Dirty Work. It was a name, it was Dirty Work with Norm MacDonald. Oh, Cancer Moonchild. Taking your pets to outdoor festivals is fun normally, but there are some pets you really should not do that with. Bearded dragons, rescue squirrels, and ball pythons are not the worst choices, but equines are. Remember, don't make an ass out of yourself. There's my dad joke for the week. Leo, you don't need to run experiments with electricity to learn all about it. You just have to make some educated guesses about certain things. For instance, trains are powered by the third rail, but it's not the voltage in them that'll kill you. It's the amps. And how many amps does it carry? Enough to push a train. Don't play with the electricity. There's a movie quote in there for somebody to figure out later. Bridget? Bridget? Did we lose her? I was muted, sorry. That'll do. I was talking and I was like, wait a minute. Ergo, people who say they can't scrub images out of their heads with a steel brush have never actually tried to. Offer to prove them wrong with a cordless drill and a steel brush and watch how quickly they change their minds, one way or another. Mm-hmm. Make sure you have a good attorney on retainer. Libra! <laughs> After months of backbreaking effort you'll finally finish your first novel titled Going Into Labor, Birth, Politics, and Employment. (laughs) Until someone can figure out what category it should be sold in, it'll never make it to the store shelves. Settle down and write about just one topic. Yeah, Stephanie, it wasn't specifically written for you because I know somebody else in the UK, but um, it was definitely written for somebody in the UK. So I hope you enjoyed that one. Scorpio, remember all those horror movies you watched in your youth? Now imagine how they might have worked out in the short, angry Italian grandmother had... Oh, yeah, if they might have worked out if a short, angry Italian grandmother had been included. Her weapon of choice would be a tomato-stained wooden spoon or a thrown slipper. Here's your idea for your next film project called Halloween at Gamma's. There are people probably who are thinking to themselves, yeah, Friday the 13th would have ended really quick, wouldn't it have? Oh, tomato stained wooden spoon. Jason would have never had a chance. Yeah. Sagittarius, you had the same horrible scope two weeks in a row and didn't even realize it, did you? Yeah, so this week, you're not going to say all the right things and make people happy. Matter of fact, the only people 
who are going to talk with you are in games, specifically phasmophobia. If you hear kill, it might already be too late. <laughs> Scary small children with their smile could land you the lead role in 2044's version of It. Trouble is, how old will you be then? The only actor in movies now who will still look young enough then is Paul Rudd. He'll be 75 years old and he'll still look about 30. You just watch, you'll see. Now, before I read this one, let me point out something. I don't normally go go around making fun of somebody because of something that they have no ability to change or have any control over. I am just reading the entry here. Well, you're you're not for the reason that you think. You, you go mm. go ahead and do your thing. It'll explain itself. Normally, we wouldn't comment on your looks, but this week we have to. You could de-emphasize your nose if you wore something larger, like Wyoming. Breaking your nose playing goalie in football is one thing. Letting your dog do it because you, they missed you and jumped up to lick your face is another. How many times has it been, Tony? How many times? See, the joke about that is there's a buddy of mine named Tony who has broken his nose many times as a football goalie and several times also because of the dogs that he's had that have broken it for him. Okay. And that one's also got a movie quote in it somewhere, so you, you guys have fun with that. Joseph, last one. Every movie has a movie quote in it somewhere. I'm so <laughs> Pisces. In the entertainment industry, they warn you, never piss off the art department. Similarly, you should never piss off the IT department. Oh, tell me about that. Uh, after that password, yeah, uh, you'll find Easter eggs everywhere. Uh, after that password debacle, they've decided to change your internal company phone number to 9035769. Good luck getting your new business cards printed. And those are your horrible scopes for this week. You have fun with those. If you caught all of the Easter eggs inside of those, congratulations. You win a cookie. Go to Amazon.com and you can pick up your cookie anytime you want it. Just have to agree to it. That best I can come up with. Who doesn't want cookies? Oh, I screwed up. Ha <laughs> The phone number is actually wrong. Well, shoot, that's my own info. Yeah, whatever. That, that's a genius idea, though. What's that? Oh, um, oh, yeah. You're gonna have to explain that one, sir. Uh, which one? The, uh, Nine zero three five seven six eight. Read it backwards. Eight six seven five three zero nine. Ah! Because <clears throat> last week it was boobies, not this week. No, no, it's any. Uh, all right. Well, if you go back to the yeah, if you go back to the um, <clears throat> the rotary dial years where. Every number had three letters assigned to it. Uh, lots of jokes there. 
Actually, where I work, I've got access to each and everyone's um, telephone, office telephone. I still got one, remember? It's not hooked up to anything, but... By the way, for those of you that don't know, for whatever reason, in the U.S. at the very least, even if you do not have landline service, but you have a landline connection, you... The the phone company is obligated to accept emergency phone calls, i.e. 911. Yep. So keep that in mind. In addition to that, um, any phone that is designed to be sold in the U.S. has to meet a requirement whereby if the phone has a charge, that means it turns on, it has to be able to dial 911, even if you haven't paid for service on that cell phone. Which is why if you have an old cell phone that gets really a, a really good antenna signal, even though you don't use it, I say slick it, keep the battery charged, throw it in your glove box when you go on a long trip. Your phone dies, you need 911, you've got a spare waiting right there. Yep. Mm, as long as they have 1G. Yeah. The 911 signal is everywhere throughout the U.S., Probably Canada as well, but I mean that's 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 speculation on my part. I don't know. They won't let me over the border right now because I mean, <laughs> were you trying to buy Beanie Babies again? I was not. I was not. I've got somebody in I Toronto. Heard, I heard about that. I've got somebody in Toronto that would very much like for me to come across the border so that I can make lasagna for her. So. Uh- I, I did hear about that during the Beanie Baby years when uh, they were actually stopping Americans who were traveling from Canada to the U.S. that had Beanie Babies in their car. Yeah, well, it was the 80s. Everybody was stupid. Personally, no. I blame I blame the uh, the Aquanet fumes. But you know, that's, that's just Dude, me. this was in the 90s. I'm still going to blame the Aquanet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I don't think that uh, I I don't think I'm gonna be drinking any more of that. That's mm, that's just other than the taste. How's it affecting you? Uh, it's not. Okay. I I had uh, I had coffee earlier because you know I need to make sure I've got a little bit of coffee in me. Is what it is. So, like I said, tonight we're kind of we're gonna kind of talk about motherly influences, if not necessarily our individual mothers. In some situations, you know, it's probably better that we not talk about our mothers in particular. Some of us don't exactly have the best of relationships. I'm sure I have absolutely no idea of which I speak of, but that's neither here nor there right now. But the people who have influenced and have helped, you know, the, the ones who have actually nurtured us, don't necessarily need to be blood. Good Lord knows. We've known a number of people through our years that have really nurtured us and helped push us along our ways. I was going to say, I have a terrible relationship with Mother Teresa. Um, no. Stand abroad. No. <laughs> no, you don't. Because she is medically stable. <laughs> I'm actually surprised that Bridget didn't laugh at that one, but she's on mute right now. So, you know what? Screw the bitch. I don't care. Oh. Or, uh, organically stable, maybe. 
bite me. <laughs> no, I was I was talking about Mother Teresa. <laughs> okay. It worked. I don't like her either. So yeah, it's, it's perfectly understandable. Yeah, she uh, she didn't like her very much in the end either. I don't think she liked life in general. Yeah. No, she just she loved suffering just for its own sake. Oh, it's because she was Catholic when all yeah. was said and done. And before anybody says and corrects me about what denomination she actually might have been, I don't know that she actually was Catholic, but by her actions, she was a goddamn Roman Catholic for exactly that suffering thing. And as far as I'm concerned, screw her. Fasholik. I'm not into that. Fasholik? Yeah, it does sound kind of like... I just had a problem with, you know, people in hospice, you know, not getting pain relief because suffering is the point and it glorifies God. So you're just going to suffer. Yeah. Because I said so. When my wife was, um, my wife was in hospital and it was getting very, well, very close to this point in, uh, uh, in her, uh, end, they were debating, the doctors were debating whether or not to offer her morphine for the, for the discomfort and the pain. And, and, and Bridget, you're going to appreciate this more than anybody else. I think it was the head nurse who went ahead and basically, I don't want to say called them out because it wasn't a yell out, but it was very definitely a call out moment of telling the doctors before we're going to have to deal with withdrawal, she may not survive that long. There's nothing wrong with giving it to her. And as difficult as it was to hear about that at the time, over the years, I have absolutely appreciated that woman going to bat and saying, look, if she doesn't make it, it's not going to matter. If she does make it, we can deal with it later. But right now, this person in our care is in pain, and this might actually help. Stop being a nudge. I might be slightly paraphrasing that last piece, Creative license, I sure. think is the phrase. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Some nurses are really will go to bat for their patients. And in my experience, there have been several nurses that probably should have had their credentials ripped away from them and never to be returned ever, ever again. Yep. But uh, they vary, you know. It depends on, depends on a lot of things. Yeah, as always. Uh, did anybody take a look over at uh, what Stephanie wrote? Had open, I'm sorry. That's all right. Except her own. When Mother Teresa got sick, she had the very best of treatment. No expense spared. It was the suffering of others that she liked. Yep. yep. Because she was uh, sadistic. Yep. I can't say she's I wrong. I, I can't claim to know because, I mean, um, <clears throat> could be, could be and it was that she was in a bad way and that it could be the hires up that uh, whisked their, their mascot away to be taken care of. She might not have had any choice in the matter, but 
Uh, no, she had a choice I'm because so she could have very statement. easily have publicly said, "I received treatment against my will. These are not men of God." And well, that's that's also people would have fallen all over themselves. Uh, would they have sure. ever let that pass? Huh? Well, we don't know. She never. We we don't know. We don't have enough information. Well, no, wait a minute. That's an interesting question. Well, would they have let that pass? Part of the reason why she ended up getting the medical treatments that she did, I, I this is somewhat speculation, speculative on my part. I, I, I will admit that right away. Probably her fame had a lot to do with it. But would would they have let that pass? Well, look at her letters. Um, I don't know how those leaked out. Does anybody know better than? Does anybody know better? No. But uh, her, where she was questioning her own faith, those were leaked. Those did not come out of the Vatican. So the possibility that um, she had a uh, deathbed um, renouncement that is well before that. Um, I'd have to look that up, but uh, but anyways, but just in looking at how she was uh, presented <laughs> in the press and all that, I mean, she was basically the 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 Vatican poster girl, well, like just like the Pope, you know. Yeah, um, icons that they pushed to the forefront, and you know everything about them in the press is positive, no negative. You know, because you you will know, thou shalt not undermine our claims or whatever. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm 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 just laughing really really hard on the inside because I'm thinking to myself maybe in her final moments she was calling out for Christopher Hitchens. Just just thinking. That's that's actually quite good. Um, yeah. You should put that out there somewhere. Yeah, that'll that'll go over good. No, because like Chris, uh, Christopher Hitchens had a big fucking thing against that. He's going, he was like predicting his, uh, you know, his, he, he goes, after I'm gone, I'm sure that my uh, news about my deathbed conversion will, will quote unquote leak. Yeah, and yep. he wasn't wrong either. There were a lot of people yep. trying to make that claim. Yep. Yeah. Yep. There was that one priest that he went around with for a while uh, for speaking engagements, as I recall. And he was one of those people that went ahead and said, oh, yeah, you know, he had his, uh, his deathbed confession and, and the whole thing. And it's just like, yeah, I, re I remember the scenes of him when he was when he was just bald as a cue, emaciated, and he he never left him as far as his faculties or his strength. And he was just like, anyone that says that I have had a deathbed confession, uh, conversion is absolutely lying. And if it does, if it does happen, it will be because I am no longer sane and cognizant. I'm. I mean, he said literally, "Fuck you." <laughs> anybody who dares. There's a video of him up there somewhere. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. The number. Okay. Of them. Uh, just imagine the thought of somebody quote unquote leaking the story that the Pope <laughs> on their deathbed. <laughs> And the last second converted to Christopher, <laughs> converted to reason or converted to Christopher. Deconverted. Yeah. I think is oh, well, whatever. Well, convert is 
goes in both any direction. But um, yeah. That's great. Now I've got a scene from Babylon 5 running through my head. That's exactly what I needed. Well, I think deconverted is most appropriate, Joseph, just for the simple reason that we're all born atheists. We're not, we're not born believing any one particular religion. Souls you of know? Rock. Huh? Souls of Rock. Exactly. And, you know, see, so we have something in common with rocks. That's cool. Rocks are good people. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, you, you don't convert into nothing, you know, unless you're a positive uh, a molecule of, of, of positive material and a molecule of, of uh, or matter and antimatter, and they join together, in which case, boom. It's, I kind of, I, I find the entire, um, it, this isn't anything against you, but I find this entire thing is just a fucking waste of time. <laughs> because I mean, it's like we're still talking about "quote unquote" atheism through the the religious bubble. You know what they don't realize. You know, for to religious people, um, religion is the only thing that matters, and it's just unimaginable not to be religious. But to most atheists, we don't think about shit like this. You know, we we go through life without you know all of your. Um, all those trappings. Well, the, the, the list of rules and all that. We're just like, you know, we're, we're responsible for ourselves. And this type of, uh, you know, what should I do? It's, it's a, in every given situation, it's a very personal question. I mean, the thought of religion, it doesn't even, it doesn't even enter our, our worldview. I hate that expression. No, no, you're, but, it, it is, it is accurate though. Well, worldview, I would call worldview the tools we have at our disposal to deal with reality. If I was to, to, to do a definition of term. Yeah. Tools, meaning also concepts. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to go with that. So we're just too busy dealing with reality to, to deal with questions like that. Am I an atheist or not? I mean, does that even, you know... When you yeah, well, people... Well, people are focusing on the religion. I'm debating, do I bake the chicken or do I fry it? There's a song about that. It's called Funky Chicken. I, I prefer chicken on the rocks. If, um, uh, just as All a, you South Park fans know exactly what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> for those of you that are uh, culinary interested, if your chicken is funky... You don't want to be cooking it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just we'll just we'll just go with that one. There's actually a recipe. Oh, okay. Going a total sidetrack here, but there is actually a recipe, uh au roche, where you take rock salt and you pack it around the chicken and um yeah, just light lightly wetted rock salt. And, um, yeah, while well, the cooking, it becomes a hard shell. Yep. You, you can do the same thing with uh, fish. Oh. Yeah, I think I've, uh, I think I've seen some, uh, some cooking channels on, on YouTube where they've done that and big the mound. The thing is, oh, sorry. No, no. Yeah, just, just, to, just to finish, I mean, just basically atheism is just like without, you know, somebody else telling you 
everything that she should do. If the chicken is slimy, do not cook it because feedborne pathogens are just not a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I do what they do in the industry, just soaking in bleach a bit. Uh, it's... Uh, yeah. Well, if you're really worried about it, inject the bleach into... No, please. As jo- Folks, that's called sarcasm. sarcasm. Don't no Trump do chicken allowed. No, just yeah, don't. Yeah. You, you can't have Trump Trumplings. Yeah, sorry. We, we have a new recipe. No. No, we don't. Well, unless you want to call it a recipe for disaster. But that's... Do you want to remind me, I before I derailed us, uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> Believe it or not, we were actually going to be talking about uh, the folks that are motherly for us. The ones who are good influences, uh, nurturing. And I, and I went down yeah. the dark side. They well, give us survival tools. Sometimes. Yeah. The but good ones do. Yeah. That's my definition of good. Yeah. But there's plenty out there that uh, they need to have their uh, card revoked. Yeah. I don't even have one. No, you 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 don't you don't need to. Um, folks don't really uh, folks don't really think about it in these terms very often. But being a parent, whether you're male or female, does not matter. Being a parent means that you are automatically a teacher. You are an educator. I've, I've used this one before. What I was, what I was told years and years ago, decades ago now, is that children are just little people who don't have the same amount of memories and knowledge that we do. And when you start to put it into those into those terms, the fact that kids don't make good life choices or even good choices regarding, you know, lunch. Yeah, because they have not understood that, you know, you you eat all the ice cream. Well, A, you don't have any ice cream for later, but B, yeah, that's that's going to do really bad things to your system. You don't know that yet. That's what I call tools. Any experience that's beneficial to your or somebody else's survival. Mm-hmm. And kids are basically humans with less tools in the toolbox. Yeah. And just like the rest of us, over time, they they learn. They are human. Human beings are, whether they realize it or not, scientists. Always. Because sooner or later, there is something you don't know about, and whether you, whatever it is that you decide to do, you learn what happens when you do that, and you file that away for later. And that's how science should be defined. I don't understand why some people are making such a big deal about it. I mean, making it seem like such a uh, a sacred thing. It's basically, science is... Basically, how we survived even before the concept of science existed. I mean, just like, is this good for our survival or is this bad for us? How is this thing works? This thing looks dangerous. Let's find out how it works so we can better avoid it. Oh, gee whiz, here are our conclusions. You know what? Oh, you can't. You know what the, the scientific method is? It's boiled down to a meme. 
you fuck around, you find out. What happens when I mix alcohol and air and fire all at the same time? It blows up in your face. Okay, good. Let's not do that again. And science is just writing it down. Exactly. That's that's what science is, basically. You know, every fuck-up. Imagine every fuck-up you made or everything great thing you found if you just wrote it down so that somebody else could use it and try it for themselves or avoid it for themselves. That's it. It's really simple. So when we're in religious discussions with religious people and we cut out the word science and they're the, like right away, like, um, you know, we, we don't have to use that word even to describe what science is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's just, I, I'm, I haven't totally addressed the question yet in my head, but, um, I'm almost developing an aversion to the word science. Yeah, it the it, word, the word, not the thing. No, the I, I I got you. Yeah, it it kind of the same way that I don't like to use the term scare quotes here. Truth. Oh god, I don't like to use that anymore. Fact. Yeah, it's like immediately put it in a box and discard it. It's like as soon as you say. It. That's that's the impression I get. Yeah, which is which is annoying. I prefer the word fact. A fact is something that is is end of story. Yeah, but a fact can also be a a claim. Some people will call it claim. Um, A claim can be proven or disproven. Yeah, that's a fact. Is a fact. I like more and more. the word demonstrable, but it's so long and awkward. Yeah. I mean, the, the fact is, is that I looking at Susan's uh, face in the video right now, I see the front brim of his hat. I see the front of his hat. The fact is that I see only part of the hat. Whether or not the back of the hat is there or not has yet to be demonstrated. I think it's there. I have really good reason to think it is there. But it is quite possible that it's not there. Or he because could, I haven't he, seen it. He could be covering it with uh, a plastic boob. No, what I mean is he could have cut it off and he could be holding the hat on his head with a thread run around the back. And the oh. back half of the hat was missing. What I'm I saying is, is that the fact is, is that right now what we can see on the screen is the front half of the hat. We have reason to believe to think that there is a back to it because most hats have that. I believe the expression you're looking for is a reasonable expectation without too many consequences. Yeah. Now there's not a lot of consequences. If I get this wrong, if I get it wrong, okay. He pulled a fast one on me, you know, and good on him. Ha ha. Moving on. Exactly. Whereas other facts, you know, you get them wrong and, well, the car engine explodes because they got the mix wrong. Or you got married in Italy, in which case, you know, Michael comes back to, I'm sorry, I, 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 I still have the Godfather trilogy to rip. So I'm, I've, I've got that in my head. I'm sorry. Anyway. Um, there was a book, uh, Stranger in a Strange Land. 
talks uh, talks about a concept uh, that I thought was fantastic for a story, and um, it had what was called witnesses. Witnesses were highly trained people um, to the point of where uh, and, and they were certified and they had a set of robes that they received after they received their certification. If you took a wit and it was demonstrated that, you know, um, a witness, if you showed a witness a house and it was, let's say it was a barn that you showed them, not a house, but a barn and the barn was red. Any average person would say that's a red barn. The witness would say at such and such time of day, standing at such and such location in such and such field, I saw this particular side of what appeared to be a barn and it was appeared to me as the color red. The witness would not make an assumption of what other sides of the barn were painted. They would only uh, talk about what they saw and it would be in absolutes. There was no, um, uh, there was no, colorful language there was no interpretation there was only what they saw what they heard what they smelled if they tasted something what they tasted if they touched something what that sensation was they were literally like a human version of a five senses camcorder and witness and, and a witness could testify in court and it was considered that their testimony was hundred percent because to get that certification, you had to demonstrate that ability. Hmm. And I was like, you know, there are people with photographic memories that could do that kind of a job. And that would be amazing to have uh, people like that. Cause as soon as they went onto the robe, it, it, it affected a change in them to go into that witness mode. It was neat. It was, neat. It was a neat concept. Sadly, to me, that feels very dry existence, but that's. Well, think of it just as a job, you know, like somebody that goes in and has to repair servers all day long. Well, one's out in the field and the other's in a room filled with air conditioners. Well, yes. And, and unfortunately, the only way of really telling who that is, is to watch when they go out in the sunlight, the ones that explode into fire, we know for well those are the guys that are typically indoors doing that all day. <laughs> You're welcome. Or or when they step outside, the beacons are lit and Gondor calls for aid. You know, I mean... <laughs> it could be. I may have had a few problems with uh, Lord of the Rings fans whenever I go outside. I got you. It was especially troublesome when my when I was during my bald stage. Not going there. It it it's got nothing. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. There's a there's a, a thing for another day. So the people who are nurturing, usually that is expected to be the mother in a family. And we know full well that, you know, those stereotypical familial jobs, family jobs, 
those don't always work that way. Sometimes it is a matter of that, well, the in a male-female traditional family, and by traditional I mean what has typically been up until the point where, hey, same-sex marriages are like a thing where they can actually have kids legally, thank you very much, which took way too long, but be that as it may. You know, for 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 many, many years, you know, it was expected that the man would go out there and earn a living and, and you know, do the job and come home and one would stay home and tend to the household and nurture the kids and Papa Xanax or Valium. Valium. Gotta remember the time frames. Papa Valium. And bottle of wine. Yeah, bottle of wine. Or or um thaletamide. That's the one I was looking for. I would Great Ludes, dude, Ludes. Sorry, Dennis Leary. Dude, send Ludes. What? No, wait, later. No. Anyway, the but the point is that having somebody being close to children, to bring them up, to nurture them, to give them feelings of trust and, dare I say, companionship, of actually having people around them that they can trust and they can feel happy around. I mean, this is wrong? I don't understand. Guys, especially. My wife made more than I did. So, you know, it was, it was figured out that it would be better for us if I stayed home more and she went to work. Physically, that was a bit taxing. But you know what? When all was said and done, we started running the numbers and we figured out it was going to end up being better for us if I stayed home full time and she went out and earned a living. And I was okay with that. Do you know why? Because it was our goddamn child. And I was responsible. And there's nothing wrong with that. When all is said and done, so long as you have a child who is safe, who is fed, who is nurtured, who gets to learn and explore safely and doesn't lose that over the years, we can't all get it right, but sure as hell, we don't have to all get it wrong. I know, I know. We don't all get it wrong. We don't all get it right. But we try, don't we? And it's not just to the parents that I'm saying this. You know, like I said, you know, we we adults, we are we are the educators of everybody else around us. And it'd be really nice to, you know, not have everybody throwing virtual spitwads at each other. You know, be nice. Say hi. 
preferably without a shiv. Thank you very much. Or a drink of really bit. Um, see now, now I'm thirsty and I actually want to have a drink and I can't, I can't have this. It'd be nice if we could just get together, relax, yeah. dance, laugh, throw some meat, you know? You're talking about a barbecue, right? Sure. Okay. We'll go with that. That's, that's where I figured you were going with, I'm going to go with that one. That's perfectly fine. I, I did not exactly have a lot of people growing up that I was close to. And that's kind of stayed the same over the years, sadly. But man, the idea of being with my wife in the, in, in the guise of, I just want to be able to sit on a couch, cuddle up with, and I don't care what the hell is. It could be goddamn Gilligan's Island for all I care. <laughs> Arguably one of the worst TV shows known to man, except for Cop Rock. That sucked. Those of you that remember Cop Rock, I'm sorry for bringing that back up again. But as a kid, how often do you get that? That you've got somebody that you can actually be with and people don't think that it's weird or wrong. I mean, guys don't hug in high school. Are you, are you kidding me? If they do, it's, you know, it's one of these, hey, plap, plap, plap. Okay, keep going. If you're lucky. You know, being, being, being with people who actually nurture you along, that's a, that's a, that's a great feeling. I wish it happened more often. It's just the whole concept of a couple is just this. It comes down to trust. Yeah. And just having, you know, having a friend is one level of trust. You know, that this other person has your survival um, in their mind, in their heart or whatever. Um, but uh, just being in a couple with somebody and just knowing that somebody else who, that there's somebody else next to you that actually cares about your, your existence and your comfort and, you know, making you happy makes them happy. Uh, for me, that's a definition of a couple. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And it's a scary, terrifying place to be too, man. Cause you let somebody in, uh, you let somebody inside of your, uh, your defense. Dave got the chance to hurt you. And that's, that sucks. Mm, yeah, I, that also was part of the learning experience. I wasn't going to, uh, I wasn't going to mention it, but um, I think it's, I think it's probably one of those things I should briefly mention uh, because I'm sure that uh, Stephanie has probably wondered. There's a reason why Felis hasn't been uh, with us for uh, the last couple of weeks is that uh, she's been in the hospital. And we have concerns that she may not come out. 
reminding you that this is not a good month for me at all to begin with. I'm still kind of keeping myself together as best I can. So I figured it was worth my letting that loose a little bit, at least at this moment. Anyway. So as far as, as far as to nurturing and not necessarily being mothers, you know, the people in our lives, even as adults or friends are the ones who can really be nurturing personalities for us too. She is one for me. She's been around for a very long time for me. Um, and I don't want anything to happen to her, as you can probably imagine. So, you know, the, the idea of people being motherly, so to speak, you know, it, that doesn't go away when you get older, man. It's good to have people around us to help us along with a lot of stuff. This might be one of those, um, one of those times where I feel like I, I talk far and away too much in, in way too heavy and grinding things down. And I'm terribly sorry for that. Not my intention. Anyway, uh, the, all right, let's, let's, let's take this kind of sideways a little bit. For you guys, has there been somebody that you think has done right for you? Encouraged, brought something out of you that you didn't think that you had that turned out to be a, a, a net positive with, you know, whatever. Let me give you an example. High school, my high school chemistry teacher. I got lazy. I got stupid lazy and I didn't turn in, uh, stuff on time for, uh, for labs. And he was a good teacher. He was an excellent teacher. And as we were getting further and further into the end of the year, he would needle me specifically in class and, and he would go ahead and, you know, he'd have something that we were prepping for the finals for the year. And he'd, he'd ask, uh, Shujin, obviously not my real name. So what's the answer to, uh, what am I worried about? You're not going to be taking the final anyway. It doesn't matter. And he, 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 he would get on me and he, you know, found ways of making sure that I got my labs in on time. And I ended up passing the, uh, the state regents exam with a 98. And when I got the chance to tell him the following year, his, uh, he, he, he nodded. He gave me a little smile smirk. 
why'd you lose those last two? It's like, I could, I, I just, I didn't, I didn't even know what to do with him at that point. Just to piss you off. No, no, he needled me <laughs> and rightly so. Although I did, I did kind of needle him back and, and tell him, you know, not bad for a guy that wasn't supposed to take the test in the first place, right? Well, sometimes all we need is just somebody to show us why we're learning it. That's oh, enough of a motivation. Oh, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I loved taking chemistry. I didn't like the organic chemistry part. We didn't do very much of that, but we, we learned a little bit. I don't, I don't, I don't. Well, most of my courses for me were just like, uh, you know, we go into chemistry and <clears throat> for me, it was like, um, you know, with each and every class I go to, it's just a, a list of different rules that stuff we have to put in our head. But, uh, I remember my, uh, my physics teacher, yeah, was just basically, he just started off the course by ex explaining, he goes, well, this is how shit in the world interacts with each other. And that's it. And like, like for me, that was like, wow. Yeah. And from then, it was like, just, you know, that's all I needed to know. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's it's funny when you when you tell somebody that's exactly what physics is. That that's what it boils down to, and it it's so mind-numbingly simple an explanation yeah. that people are just like, "No, come on!" I mean, there's equations and there's there's measurements and the, yeah, it, it's all about how stuff interacts with other stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but instead we get you know, if you do X, you're going to get Y. So do X. And that's it. And if I can make a sidewinder kind of comparison, it's just kind of like, you know, the Bible. They say, thou shalt not kill, but they sure as hell don't tell you why you shouldn't kill. <laughs> you know, they don't say, well, would you want to live in a world where if you walk down the street, anybody could kill you? Uh, no. So since we're living with each other, then, uh, well, so that you are in a better place. Well, no, wait a minute. I you mean, know, is I that so hard to explain? No, no, no. You, uh, the, the, the point of, they tell you, do not, but not the why. The only one that's coming to my mind that's even close to, close to giving you a why is, don't eat whatever, uh, whatever, whatever, whatever foods, uh, cloven hoof or, or shoot cutter or whatever the hell it was, because the animal is unclean. But the funny part of it is, I never really thought about it in the terms of, but that's not really explained. No, follow the rules. Or yeah. you're going to get an eternal spanking. It's like how you talk to children. How you shouldn't talk to children. Oh, very much so. You're right. You do talk to children. And yeah. <clears throat> and people who pride themselves in being sheep. Uh, I hate that. Mm -hmm. I hope we're really going into an age of responsibility. <laughs> or accountability responsibility. 
it will take it all eventually. The trouble of it is, it's just not happening now. No, and the Bible is not a way there. No. No, no, it, it very much is not. Well, the only way we're going to fix all the problems with our system is um, <clears throat> stop letting other people decide for us what's quote-unquote good for us. Yeah, if only. You know? What do you mean, uh, if only? Baby steps. I mean, we're one, doing it right here. One of, the key, one of the keys to me growing into the person that I became today was the fact that my mother always told me, don't be afraid to ask questions. Never be afraid to ask questions. That's how you learn. And I remember getting into trouble repeatedly for asking questions. Oh. Wait, from your mother? No, from from school. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Sit there and be quiet. Don't ask silly questions. It didn't seem silly to me at the time. Why is it silly? I want an explanation for that one. Yeah. I remember one teacher trying to go, well, cause everybody knows it's not that. I was like, I didn't. If I did, I wouldn't have asked the question, but why is it like that? I found I pissed off more teachers with the question why than any other question that you could ask a person. Oh yeah. By parents and, and the teachers as well. Because it's not, they're, they're following a list of rules. If your question is not in the list, they're, they feel lost, actually. You're, you're actually confronting them. I had plenty of good teachers, though, that, um, you know, some would answer the question. Others would be like, well, if you really want to know the answer to that, uh, it's off topic, but we'll, uh, we'll deal with it after class. Um, and so on, and, and, or here, you seem to have a lot of questions. Why don't you write them down and then we'll see what applies to what's going on and so on and so forth. So I had some really good teachers like that, but I still had some real shit teachers who just. If I could go go back to my physics teacher I was talking about earlier, this guy, uh, there was one of the, this is in high school. There was a point in high school I was just so pissed off at the whole thing that I didn't see the point of it, where I would go in just for the exam. And uh, one of the questions on the exam was something I'd missed. Um, and the question was, um, uh, how did astronauts, since there's no sound in in space, how do, how do astronauts communicate between themselves? How, could, how do they communicate? between themselves or how could they communicate between themselves and the answer was um through uh through light uh, actually through uh well you know uh, in the through the light spectrum but um i didn't know that at the time so on the on the exam i put down well they could just touch their helmets together and uh i got it marked wrong on the exam and I went to the teacher and I said, well, isn't this, uh, wouldn't this be the, uh, wouldn't that work? And he thought for a second and goes, yeah, actually it would. <laughs> he gave me the note. He gave me the, uh, the right answer. Or he, not he gave me, he marked it as a right answer. Yeah, because it was, the answer was correct, but not the answer they were looking for. 
Yeah, but that's the entire thing. I mean, and that's also a good definition of critical thought. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, that's it's a it's a it's a it's a brilliant answer because it's it's correct, but it's not the one that I would have thought of. For matter of fact, it wasn't even close. Uh, the first one that I thought of was uh, radio. Yep. I mean, that's 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 the obvious one. Technological. Even now, I have a fucking huge hole in radio. Radio waves don't don't uh, depend on the atmosphere. Uh, uh, correct. Could be wrong, but anyways. Uh, but no. uh, going back to what what um, no no <clears throat> no you wouldn't. Going back to what uh, Tech was saying. I mean, uh, you know, if. Um, if the uh, if it, if it wasn't the expected, yeah, the definition of wrong for many people, even in the education system, is uh, not the expected answer. I think somebody came out on Facebook. I saw a post a while back, uh, just after I look at the daily uh, COVID numbers. I always do a flip through Facebook to see what uh, my family's up to, mm. since it's the only way I have to really keep in contact with them but um, or to keep tabs on them but um, I saw a post of somebody somebody had been filling out uh, a questionnaire a job application and uh, one of the questions on the job application that was marked mm -hmm. as an obligatory answer um, okay. was uh, somebody gives you an elephant and you can't give it back Uh, what do you do? It was kind of it was really weird, though. So they have an expected answer, but if I'm, you're a critical thinker, what would you answer? What would you barbecue? Answer? Well, yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure that every answer that any one of us would give would be wrong. I could give I no. See, it's not wrong <laughs> because it's what would I do? Yeah, well, and that's what I would do. I'd throw a barbecue. And then I'd charge people to ride on around on the elephant. Who said I was going to cook the elephant just because I'm having a barbecue? The barbecue's to get the people there. Yeah, I would I'd have charge answered. them elephant rides. I, I, I would have answered, make tea for two. <laughs> there. And see, that's the thing. When you ask a question of, what would this other person do? Whatever that person answer is, is not wrong. On the other hand, if you say... I am looking for people who, when I ask this question, will give this specific answer and only this answer or this answer in answers in this range. That's another story altogether. Yeah, I think that's what they we're looking for. And they're looking for people who aren't going to question authority, who are going to. Uh, I think the expected answer would be something along the lines of, uh, well, I'd care for it or something like that, which means I would accept the consequences of somebody you know, I'd love to answer that question. I wouldn't accept the elephant in the first place. And by the way, what the fuck are you doing with an elephant? <laughs> there was uh, uh, one one of the old um, celebrity roast TV shows. They were doing specifically for Jack Benny. God, yeah, l listen to me. Another Jack Benny story. And Rich Little came up at the time and was doing a bit. 
And I remember very clearly the punchline to it was Rich Little, uh, you know, imitating Jack Benny and saying, well, now what am I going to do with another elephant? And that's the first one that comes to my mind. It's like, what am I going to do with another elephant? You want to know what the answer is? There's my answer. You don't like the answer? It's <laughs> off. I don't care. Tina, I'd have a real simple answer. If I went into a job interview and they asked me that dumb ass question, I would say, look, I'm here for X job. That means my qualifications include the following. If somebody who understands what I am and am not truly qualified to handle hands me something like an elephant, which is way out of left field, then that person does not understand what I do, what I'm capable of, nor do they seem to care. It is quite possible they fully intend for me to fail, to set me up to fail. Therefore, I would have to protest, and I would have to make sure that it was understood that this was wrong. What was that during Star Trek, the Kobayashi? Uh, <laughs> yes, the Kobayashi Maru. Yeah. More importantly, if I go to a job interview and they ask that question, uh, you can tear up my resume. I'm not coming to work for you because you're looking for somebody who you can throw whatever you want at them, and they're going to sit there and take it. So no. Yeah. I'm but not that, taking that job. That's Screw. exactly the kind of person who, quote unquote, makes it uh, the most in the uh, in the job industry. No, no, they're the kinds that fill seats. They're not necessarily successful. Hold this thought a second. Hey, well. Bridget, Bridget, you remember the video hmm? that I had uh, uh, that I had forwarded along and made sure that you saw. Of of Pete Buttigieg, mm -hmm. you want to talk about? Uh, you guys want to talk about the whole thinking outside the box? Do you remember what it was that was said for this? I'm trying to think. I've been asleep since then. <laughs> no worries. So help me out. <laughs> so what had happened was, uh, J James Corbin was that his name? I'm pretty sure that's what his name is. Uh, the guy that, that uh, does the uh, carpool karaoke. Anyway, on his show, he has people, you know, on that he interviews, you know, like a talk show. And he had, um, what what is his correct title? Is it is it now uh, Mayor, Dr. Mayor? <laughs> I don't know if he's Secretary Mayor Pete or Mayor Secretary Pete. So Pete was on, and <laughs> the uh, and uh, James goes and turns it over to his band, one of his band guys, and says, "Okay, go ahead and ask your question, because we always have this one out of left field question. Here it comes." And his band guy says, "You're in a starship, the auxiliary." You're under fire. Your auxiliary yeah. um, shield generator has failed. What do you do? And his answer was something to the fact of you divert the power to the thrusters and go. <laughs> yeah. He actually went ahead, deadpanned, 
Well, if the auxiliary shields aren't working anyway, divert that power to the thrusters and the engines and just get out of there as quick as you can. And the guys on the stage are looking at each other kind of like, (laughs) what just happened here? You got out nerded is what happened. And he's and and Corbin is just like, wait, did he get it right? It's like, yeah, he he got the answer right. It's like, all right. So now we know in the administration, hopefully in the administration, we know who would be the right guy to ask. Well, what happens if you get an elephant? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was freaking. Did I did I put that in the HCTV Discord? Is that where I put uh... it? I don't remember, but Pete always has an answer for everything. <laughs> he, that was, I mean, my, my first answer response would be, well, it went in the direction of methane, but anyways. Well, um, I, I think it's fair to say if if you're in that situation, you're definitely wearing the brown pants at that point. I don't think there's too much of a choice in the matter. Yeah, <sighs> good point. <laughs> brown pants. It, but, it yeah, was, that was funny. It was a that it was, was a great it was a great moment because it was he 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 didn't even flinch. He just plowed. He just plowed right the hell through that whole damn thing. And I honest and truly, really, really want to believe it was not a setup. I really hope it was not a setup because if it was, I am so cheated. But if that was completely, totally on the level. Chef Kit, mwah, it, it was glorious. It was beautiful. I think it probably was at the level. He can think on his feet now. I've seen I've seen so many people try to stump him with questions, but he's always got an answer. And you know, it, last year in September, or was it November? It was one of the one one of the months that ended in ER. Anyway, um, but it was towards the last half of the uh, last quarter of um, twenty twenty. He was on a show. And he announced that he and his husband were hoping to have a child. And I'm going, you know what? That child, whoever that is, whether you get from an adoptive sh- adoption service, whether it's somebody who has decided that having a child is wrong and they're doing, you know, direct birth to adoption uh, kind of scenario where they pay all the bills and all the other stuff, which is getting more common or, you know, selective program and somebody volunteers to uh, a, a woman volunteers to birth the child from, you know, their collective material, whatever, whoever that child ends up being, is going to be so lucky. Mm-hmm. Chaston will be the best dad ever. I, I, I mean, just, not that, I mean, not that Pete I would wish be a, them, bad, a bad dad, but Chaston's just the nurturing one. I wish them the best. I hope they don't have, I mean, as public figures, they're probably going to have some less roadblocks than the average gay couple is going to get. Um, but they are married, so that helps. And, you know, there is the, the public figure level, so that helps too. But, um, you know, Pete is... A smart cookie. Mm-hmm. All those one-liners, all those shots, all those answers for everything comes from the fact that his brain works and it works well. Yeah. And it's not just saying the same old thing all over again, over and over and over, you know, or 
saying, oh, it's fake news or any of that kind of crap. He actually uses his brain to come up with these things. Let me let well, me th- let me throw. If they had, well, I was just gonna say, if they have kids, he'll be the one to actually teach the kids stuff. But as far as like their relationship goes, you know, Chaston is the one who's the creative cook in the kitchen and the nurturing type, and Pete's the one that comes back and does the dishes. That's but how I'm that willing to bet Pete's also going to be the nurturing type too. Well, I mean, he will, but he's you know, but Chaston cooks and Pete. Cleans up afterwards. Yeah, it's it's teamwork, but that's just how their relationship is. Yeah, Chaston's very creative and nerdy, and Pete is just brilliant and smart. So what you're saying is we should get uh, Chaston a uh, 3D printer. Mm, for for a, uh, um, a baby shower gift. Because uh, one of the companies makes a, a, a pen, a handheld 3D printing pen. Uh-huh. That the special made plastic you can actually 3D print onto your skin and it won't burn you because it's so it doesn't get to high temperatures. It just gets warm. There was one lady who's got a YouTube channel, she uses it, and she makes like jewelry on her fingers all the time with it. It's kind of neat. It was designed with kids in mind, so it doesn't give off fumes and shit. Let me throw something um at everybody, because there's there's a couple of pieces I'm, I'm kind of pulling together. Since I was mentioning about Cosmos earlier, when I talk about somebody that was nurturing for a generation, it is hard to overlook Carl Sagan. Mm-hmm. And there is one item in particular where people who don't even know Carl, Dr. Sagan don't even realize how much they owe him for the nurturing personality that he was. Now we can go ahead and we can, we can, we can have fun at the whole, you know, the Johnny Carson billions and billions. That was Johnny Carson doing that. That was not a, that was not a Carl Sagan thing. The images, the photographs that we received from deep space from the Voyager probes. That's on him. NASA did not want to include optical photography on the Voyager probes. It was superfluous. It was an extra layer of complexity that didn't need to be there. That's not what they were going out there for. And Carl pushed for optical sensors to send back photographs as it went through what was called the grand tour. And we got some of the most phenomenal, extraordinary, gorgeous pictures and humbling imagery that mankind had ever seen until Hubble. How much nurturing was there to go along with that? What brilliant mind finally said, why don't we put microphones on Mars? And we now get to hear the first powered vehicle aircraft 
on Mars. And if you have not heard that, I, I will, I will make sure that we've got it linked so people can hear that. There is the video and the audio of the engine, ingenuity, right? Yeah. The ingenuity, uh, probe lifting off, traveling around a little bit, coming back and setting back down again. Can't they teach drones how to make selfies? Uh, there's no way for that to have happened right now. They have to have one hell of a selfie stick. Mm-mm. He's right. He's right. But or you put up another drone to take video of the other drone taking video of the other drone. Which kind of is what the lander up there was doing? Good. Sort of, but but in in seriousness, the idea of putting microphones, putting ears on Mars—why? Is there any real scientific anything that's worth out of that? Not really, because if you wanted to measure, you know, the if you wanted to measure the uh, the sound, you know, there are better ways of doing that. Than just recording it and sending it back. I mean, you could you could get a, a dB meter. You can get a frequency uh, readout of what came through. But to actually hear it, part of it is understanding that humans need to relate to the data in some way, shape, or form. You can tell somebody, you know, the distance from the Earth to the Sun is one AU. And that's what we use as a measurement to this, that near thing, but you haven't quantified it into something that they go, the distance from the earth to the sun is this long and below their minds. You know, you, you have to get it to relate in a way that they can understand. Um, Otherwise, it just goes over the head, and they're like, oh, okay, and what's your point? Yep. You know, you tell people about satellites in space, they're like, oh, what's the point? Oh, okay, whatever. Well, that's where you get your satellite radio in your car. That's, you know, part of the reason why your cell phones work, why you can talk to people across halfway, you know, on the other side of the planet, you know, um, where the technology comes from for this, that, and the other thing. And then it starts to become... Oh, okay. That's kind of important. Then. And that's the problem. You've got so many people out there to go, why do we do this? We don't need to worry about this. We need to worry about Z instead of X. And they don't realize that maybe X is actually tied into Z because nobody ever explained it in a way that they could understand. And that's why I love telling everybody once in a while Hey, International Space Station is going to be going overhead in uh, in an area near you. You might want to be looking up at this point in the night. It's also why it's important to have, you know, mothers who actually care. Mothers, they'll sit down, actually have a chat with you. Even if they don't know the answer to something, they'll still talk to you, you know, and they'll show that your question is important. Well, yeah, because... <clears throat> Once again, we're coming to, uh, you know, a mother should 
give uh, their child or mother or parent in general should yep. their, their goal should be giving their child all the tools they need to to survive in the world and you know every tool that we have that uh, has an actual use normally that use could be demonstrated but there's a lot of parents out there who are stuck in this um once again, uh, survived by imitation. You know, they've, they've been brought up to follow X rules and, you know, nothing else. The, the, the rules aren't explained. Um, but, uh, you know, if you do X followed by Y followed by Z, you're going to get a reward. And, you know, they're stuck in this system. So their only option as a parent is to, make their child their method of giving the their child all their tools all the tools they require to survive is basically turning them turning them into little clones of themselves because that's all they know how to do and that explains a lot of uh, you know what goes on you know if you like the religious families that actually reject their children going outside of this list of rules for them it's paramount to, to certain death because they don't know anything outside of it so you know anybody who doesn't want to conform it's, it's just kind of there seems to be a sort of uh, a human behavior trait uh, that's reigning now which is basically conformism My same. What, what's that? They they always say the meme that goes around. Yeah. Hey. Same. Same. It seems it's like you know that's 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 qualified as good nowadays. Oh yeah, I'm the same. Okay. Why? I do this, and somebody else answers. Oh, I do the same. Well, why do you do that in the first place? I hope I made sense. No, you have. I'm sorry. I'm. I went ahead to uh, check and see what the uh, what the information was on the uh, the Chinese rocket because I had something that popped up for me. Is it coming down? Just down. Yep, it came down near the Maldives. Very uh, crash close. Down? Crash down or oh landed? yeah. Oh well, <laughs> pick your poison at that un, point. Un, yeah, uncontrolled landing. <laughs> uncontrolled landing. Jumping out of a building is uncontrolled uh -huh. landing. Yeah, and diving is fancy falling. Yep. Yeah. This yeah. motherfucker crashed. That was that, that was that big. You know, when you were like, "What's this wall of text?" That's what I was. That's what. Put in there. I do not sound like that. Uh, well, whatever. That was oh me. oh Susan that was talking. That, that was me. Yeah, he sounds like that. I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's what that wall of text was concerning. Oh, is that man. it had come down near the Maldives? I didn't go to read it because I just didn't realize it was going to be the whole thing that it's down. Fine. Now, what did they send up in the first place? Uh, I, if I remember correctly, this is their new saddle, um, 
uh, space station. What? Yeah, because they decided to put up their own instead of joining with ISS. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, Probably Izzy wasn't good enough for them. Probably using all the same technology as the ISS, since a lot of the stuff was built over there. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Well, okay. it's probably That's not going to be running on HP laptops. So we'll leave it at that. Yeah, so so it came down and didn't hurt anybody, but it was too close. Yeah. Did it leave a crater? Uh, technically, briefly. Are the dinosaurs going to go extinct again? One could hope, but unfortunately, they're still on Capitol Hill. You know, real real briefly, one of my Twitter accounts got suspended temporarily because I uh, I had had it say that um, wanted uh, I didn't name by name, mm-hmm. but uh, somebody had been uh, commenting about uh, stuff going on with Mitch McConnell and the whole we're going to do everything that we can to prevent whatever this administration wants to do. And uh-huh. the comment that I had put was, um, he needs to die a natural death. Uh, and the account got temporarily suspended because I was wishing harm on someone. Uh, you know, in defense for Twitter, I agree with their action. I think that anytime somebody actively wishes harm I- I- through Twitter or Facebook, they should get banned. Or at least temporarily. Now, I could have gone ahead and argued that the point was that in order for things to work properly and for him not to become a martyr to anyone, he is old enough that expecting him to die a natural death of natural causes would be the only way for things to actually work now. But I decided, okay, you know what? Fine. After the suspension, I went ahead and used the quote, I would not wish harm on any man, but there are certain obituaries I would read with satisfaction. Yes. Apparently, that is they don't have classy. As an aside, by the way, that was not Groucho Marx that coined that one. But in any case, we're coming up onto the top of the hour, and... um. We gotta, we gotta wrap up ship, and I didn't even realize what the hell time it was. Wow, surprisingly enough. Um, what's still on the Love table? Love you, mom. <laughs> what's still on the table for any of you guys, real quick? I'm good. I don't have anything? I'm slightly jaded. <laughs> Oh, I, I think a mom is a person who actually helps care for and raise a child. Uh, there are way too many incubators out there. Um, incubators? Just like there yeah. are men who are fathers, and then there are way too many men out there that are also just uh, donates, uh, genetic donors. Okay, So it works on both sides of the equation here. You know, I'm not picking on one over the other. <laughs> but... I was a sperm donor. You know, I've also seen some things that kind of bother me in the social media. And real quickly, 
Uh, I have seen people give shout outs to men on Mother's Day who are single fathers, filling both the role of mom and dad. Okay, that's nice. You know, it's thoughtful. And, you know, but then I see a bunch of people who lose their minds. It's like, Mother's Day is for moms only. But those very same people who say, oh, you can't do that because Mother's Day is for moms only. Well, on Father's Day, to we'll say to single moms, oh, you know, you're filling both roles, mom and dad. So on this Father's Day, happy Mother's Day. Wait, wait. It's okay to diminish men on their day, but women not. Wait, what? What the hell is wrong with you people? So for those of you who get on social media and make a big deal out of this crap, you seriously need to find something better to do with your time. Okay. Happy Parents Day. Whether you're a single dad filling both roles, whether you're a single mom filling both roles, or whether you are two partners of whatever genders filling the various roles that you fill. Continue to nurture the children. Continue to raise them, continue to teach them things, and can teach them to continue to ask questions above all, please. But that, that's a solution. It's Parents' Day. You know, it's like, uh, you know, Partner Day or whatever. If there was um, a way of appling, if we had a replacement for he and she, you know, I'd, I'd adopt it in our Honestly, I I, about I, I don't have a problem with Mother's Day, Father's Day, and Grandparents' Day. I really don't. But for the people who get bent out of shape, it's just a form of conformism. That's it. It's just more survived by imitation. Oh, that doesn't fit in my list of rules. Well, like I said, my- think about it a second, and actually, you know, it does. But if you don't think about it and just fucking react, yeah. No. And whether they be on the left or the right, I I don't care. They're 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 following the same behavior pattern as far as I'm concerned. Well, there's more to being a parent than just popping out a kid. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's a that's what I call a genetic donor. <clears throat> and even adopting, I mean, you're responsible for that kid's well being until they have tools enough to make it on their own. Yeah. Whether they be from your, <clears throat> whether they have some of your DNA or the, well, the what, the 0.001%, which is different from everybody else's, or, you know, or whether they be brother from another brother, uh, <laughs> you know, so not related at all. Doesn't matter, actually, when you think of it. And this, actually, the 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 fact of the sanguinity is that an English word? Sanguinity. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, the sanguinity. It's almost uh, as far as relations go. It's just it's almost an illusion. It's, it's a one of the beautiful things about being human is that we can change. You know, we're not limited to herd or pack mentalities. We're familial. We can actually change the structure at a whim of our families. Fuck yeah. And I consider uh, my family, my definition of family is, you know, everybody who 
is just as concerned about my survival as I am there. That's probably probably the clearest definition of family I've ever heard. Let me finish this off with this real quick. Mother's Day is not a gendered thing anymore. It had been. It's not. Didn't have to be. But it was. I don't... I don't necessarily need to have a special acknowledgement of what I do. Of who I've been. What I want, what any good parent should want, on these days that are considered Mother's Day or Father's Day, we who are the mothers and fathers, we should take this day to look at and appreciate the lives that we've helped to form. It's our opportunity to look at and see, did we do good? There's not much that we can do to change it after a certain point. But in the process, we can at least take the moment to find out, do a little self-check-in, and figure out if we're doing right. Is it what we would expect? And Stephanie had also said, I use they. It's easier. If anybody's got a problem with that, you got, you should have bigger priorities. You really should. We have to call it a night. So everybody, as always, thank you very much for being with us. We hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and you had a good time with us tonight. And uh, as a complete aside, by the way, a uh, real quick shout out to Dallin for uh, running a whole bunch of our episodes up because uh, he's he's felt he's felt good to be able to get around to that. Finally, my phone was not really happy because it suddenly said, OK, here it comes. We're going to download a whole bunch of stuff now for you. Here you go. <laughs> oh geez yeah yeah when that happened i kind of looked at my phone and went "Ooh, android <laughs> Ooh, are you android yeah oh yeah. absolutely yeah i had my plus one like doing updates uh like uh 10 times a day so i turned that shit off i like what just stephanie just had to say mother's day is a commercial invention enjoy your parents while you have them amen to that yeah so, as always, everybody, thank you very much. Joseph, you have a good morning. You stay safe over there, man. Yeah, you too, sir. Yeah, I'm Until my perilous crossing of the street to go to work tomorrow. You know, you, you joke about that, and then you got me, who's originally from Brooklyn, thinking, actually, that could be dangerous. Yeah, yeah well, well, actually, uh, yeah, the, this, this kind of... Um, this, uh, there's a bend in the road. It's a rather, it's it's a boulevard. Mm. So and uh, people tend to drive down it like, uh, well, they see that curve and they go, yeah, okay, I'm a Formula One driver. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good way to start the day. Yeah. So look both ways before crossing a one-way street. 
all the time. Tech, thank you, man. You have yourself a uh, you have yourself a good morning. You know, after you get some proper sleep. Of course, you guys too. And um, happy Mother's Day to you. <laughs> you too, man. Hey, when is that? Uh, literally today. Seriously? Sunday. Holy shit. I didn't even... Okay, fuck. All right. That was all reason for doing this one. Thank you. And Bridget, also to you, thank you so much. You have have a good morning. Uh, You too. I was going to say, you know, happy Mother's Day, but somehow um, wishing you a happy Mother's Day while you're about to uh, tell a whole bunch of people to basically um, uh, die in a fucking fire probably <laughs> wouldn't uh, wouldn't jibe well so um well that's sometimes that's part of motherhood that's true <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i caused a little uh scene on facebook last night it was it was interesting uh i just yeah you know, called out some people on their racist bullshit and then i got banned from my uh high school alum page Oh shit! And I was like, "Ooh, I stepped on some toes." Out. I couldn't even think to going back to mine. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I touch a nerve somewhere? I did. I did touch a nerve. They were talking about how inclusive and how diverse their staff was, and I was like, "Yeah, I remember one black teacher the whole time I was there." That's yeah, really diverse. diverse. Yeah. Look at we're following the rules technically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you know the drill. Oh. So, yes. You Mike Pence and and Caitlyn Jenner. What the problem? You know. Yeah. Seriously. Transception. Yeah, among others. And, you know, well, I don't remember what the name is, and I don't care because the person by name doesn't deserve it. This guy who went into the Capitol during the insurrection and is now on trial, who decided it was a good idea to F-bomb the judge? And I saw the, that. And the, the I missed that. Oh my god! Is it on YouTube? Please tell me it's on YouTube. I'm like it, that it, is not smart. It, it could be. <laughs> I don't know. But not bottom smart. line, this guy f bombed his own lawyer. He f bombed the judge, the prosecutor, the system in general. He yelled, "I object." To somebody else's court proceedings, you know, far as I'm concerned, dude, fuck you too. I don't think he's going to be out on bond anytime soon. Nope. They're doing a psyche eval, if I remember correctly. <laughs> because his lawyer actually had to kind of, uh, uh, Judge, um, I, I don't think that my client is actually competent to stand trial now. I found I the link. I, yeah. I, I get the funny feeling that inside he was saying, I hope. London. <sighs> Copeland. 
Yeah, whatever. Yeah, but his I bet his counsel was rather embarrassed. Ah, oh, it's a nice way of putting it. Yeah, and Stephanie's right. His lawyer suggested he has PTSD and needs locking up as he is violent. Um, you know what? Yeah. Uh, this, being locked up. This was the head, uh, whatever his name, the, the, the guy who was, was a meme all over the place. Uh, Helmet or no, Beaver no, no, not him. No, different, different personality entirely. Okay. 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 Yeah. No, it was, it was not the grand Pooba. I know who you're talking about. Oh yeah. The QAnon shaman. The shaman. Yes. He's another one that can just fuck right off, but. He, his stupid hat. I mean, he's like the Order of the Water Buffalo or something. I don't exactly. Know. <laughs> anyway, anything else that uh, that you uh, uh, you needed to drop in there before we get? Nah, okay, good. that's that's good. Hey, Mitch McConnell, y- you can go ahead and, and die a natural death. By the way, mm-hmm. do us all a favor. That'd be great. Thanks. Appreciate it. Um. So of course everybody else. Um, he's actually messaged that they need a violent attack on the Capitol. Yeah, there's a lot of things that we need, and a lot of things that we want. And if you ask somebody that's got a 3D printer, they'll tell you sometimes it's hard to tell one from the other. Yeah. And I'm using that example because these people don't know how to tell the difference between a need and a want. But. It's the same thing with a three-year-old kid, so, you know, whatever. As always, everybody, you have yourself a good, safe week. Please stay healthy. If you'd like to be in contact with us in any way, shape, or form, or get the audio version of the podcast, take a swing over to holycrapthevlogcast.com. Phone number, if you want to drop a message, is 859-HCTV, 554-859-4288-554-859. There, there's probably another phone number somewhere, but that's a that's all that's all other thing for another day. Seriously, please stay healthy. Now, for anybody, anybody at this point who has been hesitating to get vaccinations because you didn't want to interrupt somebody else that might be more deserving, that time's passed. Go and get yours. I intentionally held off so that people in my area who needed it more could get in ahead of time. Yeah, it's it's time. So, you'll have yourselves a good week. We'll be looking forward to talking to you again next time. So, until the next time we get together, everyone, as always, I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well, my lady. Almost. 16 years on. I am still in love with you. Matane Fuchin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Till the next time we get together, everyone. As always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.